Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Fry Stepmo. I'm Sadie Bennett, your announcer. Today's message titled, Forget What You Know or Why We Need Lent, based on 1 Corinthians 1, verse 18 through 31. Assisting in the chapel worship, the worship today is pianist Ms. Amanda Minning, and the acolytes are Aidan Clapper and McKenna Schmidt. Our opening song is In the Cross of Christ I Glorify, found on page 427 in the Lutheran Service Book. stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Our scripture lesson from God's Word this morning is taken from the from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 31. For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, 
but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world through its wisdom did not come to know God, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For indeed, Jews ask for signs and Greeks search for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to Jews a stumbling block and to Gentiles foolishness. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, nor not many mighty, and not many noble. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. And the base things of the world and the despised, God has chosen the things that are not, so that he may nullify the things that are, so that no man may boast before God. But by his doing, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption, so that just as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. This is God's word. We continue confessing our faith that God gave us in baptism using the words of the Nicene Creed and the inside back cover of your hymnals. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of light, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sin, and I look for the resurrection of the dead, 
and the life of the world to come. Amen. We continue singing the next hymn, hymn 425, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. The next song is When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, found on page 425 in the Lutheran Service Book. Two plus two. Pretty or ugly? My hearing is failing me, or um, it, this is a one-sided uh, opinion to this morning. Okay. Well, a lot of people would say this is ugly for a couple of reasons. One, because the metal that this is made out of has fallen apart in places. And it's been tried to be put back together, but it wasn't entirely successful. 
You can see down here especially, that's really easy to see right there. The plating on this, the brass plating on this fell off. Somebody tried to get it straight again. And it doesn't even stand up straight anymore. So some people would call it ugly for that because it doesn't look nice and shiny the way it did originally. A lot of other people would call this ugly, and I'm glad you didn't, but a lot of other people would call this ugly because of what's there. Anybody know what we call this? We have one word that describes what this is. Well, that's not quite the word that I was looking for, but you're right, there's a cross here. But the combination, what's, who's on this cross? Jesus. Jesus, yes. And when we put the cross and Jesus together, what do we have? We have another name for it. Anybody know? Well, yeah, that's true too. Yes, ma'am, that's true too, but we have one word. You're, you're, you said you said is right. The crucifix, yes. Okay, that's short for everything that goes on here. All righty. What's, what's happening to Jesus here? He died. Very horribly. Very horribly. Well now, we don't usually consider that something nice. So why do we, why do we put it, why did we have somebody uh, make this? Take this metal and do it up and originally it looked real nice. It was nice and shiny and didn't have any blemishes or anything. Why would we do that? Out of something that is, we don't like to think about even. Because he's Jesus, yes. Yeah, we could say a little more about that, but that pretty much sums it up. Okay, so because he's Jesus, then that makes all the difference. Because it says in our lesson, for the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. <laughs> the word of the cross is Jesus. Jesus is the word become flesh, and he is the word of the cross. And he is, as it says here, and uh, this is God talking to us through St. Paul, and he says, it's foolishness to those who are perishing. If you went someplace, let's say, um, you older kids, you get to go to math competitions. And if you went to your math competition and you said two plus two is six, 
There you go. What? That's what everybody would say. What's wrong with you? That's not true. Never has been true. Never will be true. But that's exactly what Jesus is talking about here. The word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Everybody knows two plus two is four. And if you try and tell somebody in this world otherwise, you're going to be in trouble. They might even get very angry with you. Well, guess what? That's why Jesus is saying this, because when Jesus brings himself into this world and then he puts himself on this cross, the world gets angry. That's not beautiful. That's not how you save the world from its sin. Oh, and by the way, I don't have any sin. The world tells Jesus. I don't have anything that needs a Savior to save me from. I'm all right. Nobody worry about me. It's foolishness, the world says. We have a big fancy word, and it's mentioned in here, not in the English that I just read, but we have a, a fancy word here. It's called, in Greek, scandalon. Scandal, we say in English. And that's the scandal of the cross. That is absolutely, totally offensive to the world. The world hates it. They do not like the cross, period. But especially Jesus on the cross. Because Jesus on the cross means that there is something that needs taking care of, and that something is sin, and the world hates it. That's why the world considers it foolishness, those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The power of God. Yes. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Why, yes, he has. Because the wisdom of the world says, if you want to be saved from something, you better get somebody who has power. And usually that means power of a weapon. Power that's more powerful than the other guy. Power that's more powerful than whatever it is that has power over you. Does this look like an army to you? No. Does this look like a bomb or a missile or a bullet? No. But this is the most powerful thing there is. 
Because that very same Jesus said, let there be. And it was. He just spoke the word. Let there be. And it was. The world came into existence out of nothing. And then, when he hung on this cross, he spoke three more words. You heard him. You're going to hear him again in the next few weeks. Thank God for that. He said, it is finished. He said, it is finished when he died on this cross. And what he meant was, not that his life was finished, but that the power of sin, your sin, my sin, everybody's sin, the power of death, and the power of the devil is finished, over with. It's been defeated. And to the world, that makes absolutely no sense. They will LOL until their sides burst. They will roll on the floor, LOLing, until their sides burst. But that's what happened. For since in the wisdom of God through the world, through its wisdom, did not come to know God, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to those to save those who believe. And indeed he did, because that was preached into you in baptism. For indeed Jews ask for signs, and Greeks search for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to Jews a stumbling block and to Gentiles foolishness. The sign of the cross. The sign of the cross was made on you, on your forehead, and upon your heart when you were baptized. whether you remember it or not. Because the power of God's word in his sacrament, in, in and with and under the water, created life in you. Life that he gives to you. His life, eternal life. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. People laugh at this. You know, the symbol of uh, one, one country that uh, considers itself very powerful, and a lot of other people do too, is a hammer and a sickle. The power of a hammer to beat out things that are needed and wanted like a blacksmith would do and the sickle to cut the grain to feed people. That's power. The power that we think we have. For consider your calling, brethren, that we were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things that are strong, 
and the base things of the world and the despise God has chosen, the things that are not, so that he may nullify the things that are. This is how God chose to destroy the power of sin, your sin, my sin, everybody's sin over the world. That's foolishness according to the world, especially when it has blemishes and chips on it and it looks and it's not even standing up straight. God chose what is foolish. Not because he likes making the world look stupid, but because he wants the world to see theirs and there alone is real wisdom. There and there alone is real redemption. There and there alone is real righteousness and sanctification. So that just as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. Now, he doesn't do all of this so that you can uh, win arguments with people you know and say, I'm smart because I believe in Jesus from his cross, dying on his cross. That's not at all important. That's not why God does this. He does this so that you have all of your sin removed from you. He, does, he did that in baptism. And that's why we need Lent. Because in Lent, we spend our time focused on the cross. The rest of the time, the rest of the year, we don't have that, do we? Not very much. Not as much as we should. It's kind of depressing, isn't it? It's the joyful, most joyful news we will ever have. We need Lent to repent of our sin that put Jesus on that cross. Because remember, that's the same baby of Bethlehem. And the baby of Bethlehem came to be on the cross. That's the reason he came. That's the reason he came, to save you, to love you, to give you life in faith by the power of his word, the power of his word that I have just read to you, the power of his word that says, repent of all of your sin. Don't hide it back. Don't pretend like you haven't sinned. Don't pretend like what you did is not that bad. At least it's not as bad as so-and-so or so-and-so. Repent. And I forgive. I always forgive. I forgive all of it. And I make you right with God the Father who sent me to do this 
so that you would be with him in heaven one day through the faith he's created in you in baptism. That's why we need Lent. Forget what you know in this world. Oh no, you'd better not forget what 2 plus 2 is. Nope. Better hang on to that till the day you die. But when it comes to the end of life, forget what you know. It's all right here in Jesus Christ crucified. That's it. And that's why when you started off saying this is pretty, this is beautiful, I'm glad you said it because that's the truth. Alrighty. Let's um, continue with our offering. The mission of Trinity Lutheran School is to proclaim and joyously celebrate the gospel through equality, Christian-centered educational program with one another, the community, and the world. Trinity Lutheran School enrolls students ages 3 through 8th grade. To schedule a tour, contact the school office at 417-235-5931. Special events at Trinity this week. Our last home game is on Thursday starting at 6.30. National Lutheran Schools Week kicks off on Sunday. The students will wear their school shirts and sing and ring on Sunday. stand for prayer. We pray the prayer our Father taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us Lord, 
bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Please be seated as we sing the closing hymn, hymn 837, 837, Lift High the Cross. Our closing song, song is Lift High the Cross, found on page 837 in the Lutheran Service Book. Thank you so much, Pastor Wolf. We have one birthday to celebrate this week. Someone is having a birthday on Saturday, March 3rd. Who is that? Come on up, Brady. How old are you turning on Saturday? How old? Nine years old. Let's sing happy birthday and God's blessings to Brady. Thank you. 
teachers, do we have any other announcements? We have Lent service tonight here at 7 o'clock. Um, we also are kicking off National Lutheran Schools Week on Sunday. And all of our students will be here to sing and help greet and do the reading and help usher. And every student is asked to wear their school t-shirt. Elizabeth, stand up. It looks like this. Okay, so we will all wear our school t-shirt on Sunday. So we also have some theme dress-up days. Remember, we have switched Monday and Wednesday, so the very first day that we celebrate will be Hawaiian Day, okay? Um, Mrs. Wormington, are we ready to practice our singing? Okay, thanks for joining us today. It has been our pleasure to bring you this chapel service from Trinity Lutheran Church and School. We pray that you have benefited spiritually and invite you to worship with us each Sunday and Wednesday morning by means <coughs> by, of this broadcast at www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May his love surround you and his mercy be evident to you in all the things. Your announcer has been Sadie Bennett.